we've been in a series entitled The Mind of the Believer. And I'm 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 gonna branch off in this series a little bit. Uh, and I'm branching off. It's still the mind of the believer, but I'm talking about breaking cycles. Amen. We're talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here for two more weeks. And, and talking about breaking these cycles. And uh, I want to look at that same concept today about breaking cycles. Uh, uh, we had a boss on, uh, on Friday night, and he uh, from the same passage. So uh, that makes preaching even easier. Uh, and then not only that, but you get to hear twice. Amen. Uh, I know you don't mind, right? Amen. All right. So um, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of um, Philippians, Philippians chapter four. And I want to look at verse six. Amen. We we dealt with uh, for two weeks. We dealt with verse eight. Remember that we dealt with verse eight for two weeks. And now we're going to back it up a little bit, and we're going to go to um, verse 5. Verse 5, actually. Verse 5. It says, let to all men is near. Look at that. Verse 6. He says, be anxious for what? For nothing. But in everything... And supplication, thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of that, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I want to talk about the the steps to breaking the cycle of worry. I want to talk about the steps to breaking the cycle of worry. We talked about breaking the cycle of negativity. I want to talk about breaking the cycle of worry. Amen. The mind of the believer steps breaking the cycle of worry we will look at worry today we will talk about amen the believer's mind but the believer's mind that's consumed with so many kids the world, amen, with so many things that they are or we are worried. To me, that negativity is the first cousin to worry. <laughs> uh, some people trap in the cycle amen they're, they're trapped 
they they start well, but then they go back into the same pattern of thinking. Worry sometimes becomes our first response to situations, to circumstances, to things that happens in our lives. The question is, when does worry begin? Some people have been trapped there for so long that it has become a way of life. The question though is, is it possible to break the cycle? Is it possible to be set free? And the is, do you want to be free? There is a difference between there's, there's fear versus anxiety. Fear is an emotional state that arises in response to a, to a threat or a perceived threat. Basically, it is nature's way or God's way that, uh, of alarming us. It's like an alarm inside of us, a survival and when threatened. That's fear. Your body and your brain changes gears, amen, to give you a means of fight, flight, freeze, or take cover. Now, worry is an emotional state that arises you, you may feel apprehensional muscle tension and uh, your body starts changing and amen, things, you start feeling hurting. Amen. You, you, it's different than fear, but worry, amen, it, it, it tells a story to your mind. Come on, somebody. Worry is telling a story to your mind. The biblical word for worry is to be troubled with cares about self. In other words, what I found out with the biblical word for worry is worry is overcaring for something to the point where it starts worrying you. Amen. It's care. It starts off as starts off as care and then it moves into what? Worry. It can become a distraction. It can take on difference. God wants you to care about your kids, but he don't want you to worry about your kids. I wish I had somebody. God wants you to help your spouse, but he does not want you to worry about your spouse. Are you with me? The question this morning is, are you a person who, who is trapped in the cycle of worry? Well, today... We will look at the steps to breaking this cycle. I told you that in this particular epistle from Paul, Paul writes to this church at Philippi, and he he already told us in chapter three, and I, you don't set what earthly things. You know, if you keep your mind stuck on, you will be worried about everything. Some of us are worried about everything. Every little thing, 
every little detail, we're worried about it, right? But sometimes worry will cause you to forget who you are in Christ. He says that we are citizens of heaven. Paul urges in chapter 4, together in harmony. In chapter 4, he talks about the fact that our names are written in that. The fact that we're citizens of heaven and we our names are written in the book of life should be a shouting moment for you right there. Amen? Not only that, but, but watch this. Paul also reminds us that with all of this, amen, benefits, we have blessings, amen? And, and one of the things I found out is that many of us are so concerned about food, clothing, and shelter, very things that we worry most about. Think about it. We worry about money, how we're going to pay the bills, we worry about if, if we're going to keep what we have. But if you are a child of God, if you know Jehovah Shema, amen, then you go to verse 4, Philippians chapter 4, he says, rejoice. Why did he say rejoice? He says rejoice because contextually you already know, amen, that God is going to take care of you. Do I have anybody? He says rejoice in the Lord always. You see that? He says when always. He says, and he repeats himself, and he says, and again I say what? Rejoice. These facts should always remind you that you and I are blessed to be saved. Don't let yourself take a back seat. Come on, somebody, and worry take the front seat. Amen. And I want to tell somebody here today, that you may say, I ain't worried about nothing. Yeah, you worried about something. Amen. You worried about something. And, and that worry has you to let you know that there are some steps that you can take. Look at verse says, Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. In other words, he's talking about your testimony. See, when you keep walking around, when you and I keep walking around talking about God is and then they see you worrying, amen. And then people see you tripping out and people see you at them, they're like, hold on now, hold on now, line up. See, a lot of times our testimony don't line up with our talk. Sometimes our testimony don't line up with our actions, amen. So he says, let your gentle spirits be known to all men. Look what he says next. And so the first thing you have to do he says, the Lord is what? Near. The Lord is what? Near. So what's the first step, Pastor? Tell you what the first step is. First step is to access the presence of God. If God is near, amen, in everything, things, if I'm going to worry, then why worry if God is near? Do I have anybody? Watch this. Paul wants them to know that they are under the watchful eyes of God. Watch this. He is near in time of trouble. He is near to the brokenhearted. He heals the brokenhearted. The Lord is so near to you because of the price that Jesus paid for this access. Tell your neighbor you got to use it. 
rather than worry, you accept. Never forget he's near and you have 24-hour access. If you're going to break the cycle of worry, you have to become familiar with his presence. And here's how you become familiar with God's presence by way of the Holy Spirit in the word of God and in worship. He says, rejoice, amen, and then watch this, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. Why? Because the Lord is near. Somebody here, I want to tell you something. You're worried, but guess what? God says, if you would just look to me, if you would access my presence, I will ease your concern. Whatever it is that you are over caring. Amen. Look, he says, verse six, he says, be anxious now. For what? For nothing. But in everything, uh-huh, by prayer and supplication. I need to break these words down here. Because each one of these words means something different. Watch this. He said, be anxious. For what? For nothing. That word, that word anxious. Amen. That word means, I told you, it means to be concerned, to care so much that it makes you sick. Do I have anybody? Anybody cared so much that it made you sick? Amen. But but he says something here that's very interesting. He says, be anxious for what? Nothing. Nothing. Can I ask you something? He says, there's nothing in your life that should cause you to live in a state of worry. He says, but in what? No, notice, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. So, so, so watch this. The next thing, the second step, the first step is what? Access the presence of God. The second step is to put away worry and follow the plan of God. Here's the plan. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Now, the word prayer here, the word means to address God. But I find it very interesting as I looked at this word, the word means a place where you meet God. It's a place where you address God. So in other words, you got to find a place to pray. He says in prayer, that, that's preparation. That's not the prayer just yet, but it's the preparation to pray. It's a place set apart, amen, suited for offering prayer to God. So he says, he says, be anxious for nothing. Listen, and then he says, by everything, the place. And then he says, supplication. Now, what is supplication? Supplication is a prayer Watch this. It's a certain kind of prayer where you are seeking God's will. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor right quick. Put your worry away and get the place to pray. Second of God, second thing, seek in supplication the will of God. Supplication is a prayer of strong emotion. 
is the prayer where you're pouring out to God, where you are really pouring it out. You're holding nothing back from him. It is an emotional request. Pray. Prayer is your only weapon to destroy the enemy of worry. You have to lay it all at his feet. You can't hold back. In supplication, you're praying for you, but you're praying for others too. But it comes from an emotional place in your heart that says, God, rather than I, rather than me worry, I'm going to pour out to you. I'm going to go through the plan. He says, in everything, in everything, by prayer, the place, in supplication, watch this. Sometimes your circumstance will look bad, but you have to understand that God wants you to rely on him for everything. As a matter of fact, sometimes it's going bad because God says you haven't prayed in a while. Or the little tiny prayer that you see, sometimes things got to get bad enough for us to really get down to supplication. I'm not talking about this drive through prayer. I'm talking about a prayer that where you're pouring out your heart to God, a prayer, watch this, that you're following the plan of God. You're not following your plan. God says the remedy to worry is prayer and supplication. When you grow and develop, a response in prayer, you will begin to break the cycle of worry. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. I don't know who you are. Amen. I don't know what you're worried about. And I don't know why, amen, that you're saying, Pastor, because I hear this all the time. I've been praying and praying and praying, but it seemed like God ain't answering. My question to you is, have you set aside a place to meet God? Have you purposely supplicated to God? Have you poured out emotionally to God your pain so that he can answer you? The next thing, the next thing he says, he says in prayer and supplication, watch this, but notice what he says next. With what? With what? Thanksgiving. Now, now here's what I found out. I found out that there are some of us, when we approach God, amen, we don't approach God with the right attitude. Worry is sin. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And if I approach God in prayer, watch this, in actuality, I should be praising him first before I pour out to him you know what I mean? I should be praying before I pour out. But he says in everything by prayer and supplication, with what? Thanksgiving is accompanied by prayer and supplication in the context of worry. So the third step you have to take is to approach God with the proper attitude. God owes us nothing. If he doesn't do anything else for me, oh, I wish I had somebody. He's done enough. The attitude of gratitude. Lord, I'm thankful that I may not have what I need, but I have enough. I may not be where I want to be, but thank God I'm heading in that direction. Can you imagine how many times we've come to God 
with an, with an attitude of entitlement in prayer, with an attitude, watch this, that, did, that was not becoming of God blessing us. I often ask, why do people worry? People who are grateful don't worry. People who are grateful understand come your way. Listen, listen, an attitude of that God is all you need and watch this, but all you'll ever need to deal with whatever life throws you. James says, count it all joy in the context of trials. He And praying, he wants you to have a thankful spirit. He wants you to have a grateful spirit. I, I, I double dog dare somebody now to just start thanking God. Right where you are, tell God, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what I have. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for where you brought me from. My first response to my trials is not worry, but my first response is being grateful for what I already possess. Do I have anybody? Because if he did it before, oh, I wish I had somebody. He'll do it again. Don't let worry you that you forget. Maybe it happened. Maybe it happened for your good. You just can't see it right now. If after you pray and you pick back up your worry, you didn't pray. Do I have anybody? Because the end result of your pray of your prayer should be thankfulness, should be gratefulness, should be God, I've in, I'm in your presence, I'm following your plan, I got the proper attitude, and look what he says next. He says, now let your what? And let your what? Request be known to who? Quit calling cutting poo. And that's something we call people first rather than call God first. Listen to this. He says prayer. That's why I said prayer there. It means your request, but prayer in that context means the place. Supplication is the uh, emotion that comes in your prayer and the request. Watch this. And then the attitude is what? Thanksgiving. And then he says, let your request be made known to who? To God. So, so the fourth thing that you must do in order to break this cycle of worry. You ready? Pour out your heart to God, not people. Okay? Quit calling everybody. This word, this word request means unrestricted. It means asking, it means entreating, it means imploring God for aid, which expresses, watch this, confidence in God. See, when you approach God, you have to approach him with a confident expectation that he will provide your every need, but he will meet your need in that moment. Let God be the first to know, not that he already knows, but he wants to know, will you turn to me or will you turn to people first? It's amazing how we turn to people, right? It's amazing how we turn to the bank. 
We turn to the pawn shop. We turn to the payday loans. We, we panic. We borrow from Peter to pay Paul rather than trust in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. Come on, somebody. He says, let your request be made known to who? To God. The praying and supplicating were just a start. When you plead with him, you're giving him the details. Watch this. Are you pleading with him because you desperately need him? Or do you turn? Oh, listen, let me, let me tell you what happens. When you start worrying about food, clothing, and shelter, here's what happens. When you not a prayer, it's a complaint. Lord have mercy. It's not a prayer. It's a what? Complaint. It's us complaining to God rather than seeking God, rather than asking God, Lord, I know you're near. I, I'm going to put away this. I'm going to follow your plan. I'm going to have the proper attitude, but I'm going to pour out my heart. Man, should they have you poured out your heart to him? See, he can fix it. Do I have anybody? And then he says, last thing, he says, when you've poured out to him, when you've developed the proper attitude and when you've followed the plan and when you've in his presence, he says, and the peace of God, Lord have mercy, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. So how do you break this cycle? Lastly, when you've done the first four, then you have to live with an expectation. See, I always tell people this. If you want to taste and see if God's good, take him at his word. Take his word. Don't just take what people say. Take him at his word. And test the principle. So if you are not worrying and praying and if you poured out and if you've given them everything, then expect, my last point, expect the peace of God to protect your mind from worry. Expect that. Now watch this. You say, how does this look, Pastor? You can't have the peace of God if you're not first at peace with God. Get that right. Be at peace with him. But the word the word here where it says guard, it means to, to protect. It has the idea of a military guard. In other words, the peace of God becomes like a fortress. It becomes like a fence. It becomes like a military presence over your heart and mind. So when the devil throws another dart of worry, the, the peace of God stands, watch this, protecting your mind. In other words, God says, I'm the God of peace. Hello, somebody. And I can give you peace. And my peace will protect what? Your mind. Look at the text. He says, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and mind where? In Christ Jesus. 
May I say this to you tonight, this morning? Worry will show up. Amen. But when it shows up, it will no longer have control over your life. If you follow these steps. Watch this. When you have the peace of God, you don't ask why because you know who's in control. When you have the peace of God, folk going to look at you like, man, why is she not falling apart? Why is he not falling apart? You just got laid off. You just, just lost that. And you will be sitting there with such peace. Why did you lose that big contract and you're not upset? Listen, when the cycle is broken, you'll be free to worship and praise God, even if it looks like you're failing. Watch this. God knows the outcome. And if you're going to worry, then you ought not to pray. Prayer is our mean of, means of communicating with Jesus. However, there's a amount of vulnerability that's needed if communicating, if communication is to be obtained. In one of the most emotional gripping scenes in the movie Antoine Fisher, I'm not sure if you saw that movie, Antoine Fisher, the main character in the moment of total vulnerability breaks down and cries while, while reciting an original poem to his counselor turned mentor. Here's Antoine's word. He says, who will cry for the little boy lost all alone? Who will cry for the little boy abandoned without his own? Who will cry for the little boy who cried himself to sleep? Who will cry for the little boy who never had for keeps? Who will cry for the little boy who walked the burning sand? Who will cry for the little boy inside the man? Who will cry for the little boy who knows well hurt and pain? Who will cry for the little boy he died and died again? Who will cry for the little boy, a good boy he tried to be? Who will cry for the little boy who cries inside of me? Sisters and brothers in Christ, we are willing, if we're willing to be vulnerable and share ourselves, our hopes, our hurts, our hangups, we too have a mental counselor. Moreover, in the movie, Fisher testifies that he cries for himself. The counselor doesn't cry for Fisher. Jesus, he said he'll never leave us. That means that even in our crying and tears, Jesus crying with us. And I encourage you today, amen, that no matter what it looks like right now, if you're caught in the cycle, if you're stuck in the cycle of worry, access the presence of God. Put away worry and follow the plan of God. Approach God with the proper attitude. Pour your heart out to him. And then lastly, your expectation. See, some of us don't know what the peace of God feels like because we've never experienced it. And God says, my peace, Jesus said, the peace I leave with you. Come on, somebody. Not as the, not as the world has given. See, the world has peace. 
but it's just financial peace. It's just worldly peace. But when you have the peace of God, it's absolutely different. Listen, you won't be able to comprehend why you're not falling apart right now. Now, listen, let me say this to you now. Just because you have the peace of God, it does not relieve you from being responsible for paying your bills, for taking care of your business. So some people try, oh, I got peace. I got. I ain't worried about nothing. God going to take care of me, and you still ain't going to look for no job. You still ain't did nothing. Faith without works is dead. You can't pray and then sit down talking about, oh, I got peace. No, it don't work like that. doesn't work like that, y'all. But when the peace of God floods your heart, you will get up and you know you have his favor. And when you pour your heart out to God, you can take all that bitterness out. You can take all that stuff out of you. Amen. And you can access a God with a spirit, with an attitude of what? Thanksgiving. As I close today, I want to encourage anyone here today. If you need prayer, amen, maybe you need help. Maybe you need prayer to break this cycle of worry. Let me tell you something. God is never going to let you go hungry, ever. If he feeds the birds, okay? The birds ain't stressed out. I've never seen a stressed out bird before, ever. Have you? I've never seen a stressed out bird. And he says that you are a little bit better than birds, you see? He says, You've been, you and I have been made a little higher. And he says to you today, what are you worried about? Why are you worried and it's time to break this cycle. It's time. Listen, I want to say this. This is not just a sermon today. I want you to, to if you need prayer, amen. And you say, Pastor, I want, I need to break this cycle today. I need to break this. Listen, and I and, and listen, I'm talking about the cycles when people are sick, when people are when people are going through. Listen, if they're sick, God can heal. All you gotta do is pray for them. And if you pray with thanksgiving and you pray with the proper attitude, God will hear you. Are you with me? And so if you need prayer.